Hello and welcome back to Really Good Appears, where we chat about discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and joining me as always for the monthly release recaps, it's my very good friend and co-host, David Scanlon. Today we're talking about the latest movies of March 2023, so stick around. We hope you enjoy. David. That's your name, isn't it, David? That's me. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this time last year, the world was a different place. You know, we were plagued with a disease or infection that took over the world. March movie madness <laughs> of 2022 was something that was relentless. Yeah. We had some great releases. Some fantastic movies came out. And then thankfully that's just plateaued into whatever the fuck March this year was. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> These movies are totally fine. Ah, come on. There's no, there is a good, good, there's a good fun here. There is, yeah. But my God, I will say, so two of the movies that we're talking about today are actually in my top two of the movies that have come out this year as a whole. But my God, up until like last week, it was looking very grim for March in my opinion. Okay. Rylane and Tetris are like two of my favourite movies this year and uh, yeah after like Creed 17 and Shazam 60 and John Wick 39 I was kind of just like what what, what, what are we doing with the cinema anymore all these sequels (laughs) what's the point yeah maybe Martin Scorsese has a point every movie should be boring and nine hours long (laughs) (laughs) and should have Leonardo DiCaprio Uh, and maybe Robert De Niro Robert De Niro's in the new one as well Um, David you're back hello where are we we well um, spring has sprung the oh, clocks yeah. went oh. forward yep <laughs> and it's bright outside was now. that why you're an hour late <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. or early uh, I don't no, know I, yeah I, I said I was going to be here between four and seven and it is now ten past four <laughs> so, and I knew you were going to be here no, <laughs> 20 minutes ago yeah, yeah um, no nah, there's some there's some good movies here I, I had some good time some of them some of them I didn't. <laughs> yeah, we got some blockbuster sequels, like I kind of mentioned, some indie darlings. Yeah. And we got some Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> That's uh, yeah. the only one that didn't fit we, into We this. mentioned that, on, I think at the end of the last podcast, that March has become that release month for a lot of big blockbuster movies. I think ever since like Captain America Civil War in 2016, yeah. it's been that kind of thing pre-summer, trying to get your movie out with a bit of uh, real estate that you can build a big box office. Mm-hmm. And just like whatever Marvel movies coming out in the beginning of May, get get in front of that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's why we have Paddy's Day weekend. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing. That's why Shazam came out. They were just like, yeah, they look at that. They look at that and go, the Irish. They have that bank holiday. We better take advantage. (laughs) And the Bostonians, Bostonians, Chicagoans, yeah, Yeah. and Florida probably. I don't know certain parts of New York. Yeah, there you go. Uh, But anyone who isn't aware of what we do here. Um, please let us know welcome welcome. <laughs> welcome. Uh, so what me and David do is every month we talk about all... let, let us know <laughs> that's what I think let us know yeah. please uh, The we talk about all the movies that have come out on Irish cinemas and streaming in the last month and we just talk about them and we also t- look forward into the next month as well and we give hot takes on what we think is going to be good next month yeah and I think we I think I had said John Wick was the one I was looking forward to yeah. most and well, you, they're Give gonna us have, one they're word. They're going to have to... Long. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we're going to start with... Uh, like, Okay, we'll run through what... We're, talk, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Rye Lane, Creed 3, John Wick Chapter 4, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, Scream 6, God's Creatures, and Tetris. Yep. And... I thought... Yeah, that's... that's it. There's a nice balance there of some hidden gems. Isn't there? Some little uh, stream... Some more... Uh, 
kind of streaming movies and then as you, as we said big blockbusters and good movies and bad movies some good movies some bad movies yeah. almost like every month <laughs> except for February last year I know it was all bad movies yeah because nothing came out and I was like I guess I'll watch Sneakerella no yeah. that wasn't Sneakerella no Cheap by the Dozen was Cheap last February yeah. oh god I think Morbius was Morbius last February Morbius was last week <laughs> it stayed with me that long <laughs> you just keep rewatching. Yeah. it you just see how bad a cinema can get just to keep yourself grounded. I'm just trying to remember any quote from that movie and all I can remember is like, this has got something to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, but speaking of fun times in the cinema, yeah. should we talk about Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons Honor Among Thieves? and Dragons. So this is, the best way I, I can describe it is just like medieval uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or what you, you had a good quote about it's it. It's like Lord of the Rings, of the but Rings. Marvel made it. See, I'd say less so. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah. It's it, What I'm more so gathering mean by that is like it has the fantastical elements, elements and world building of Lord of the Rings but it's just like well that just happened yeah. of a Marvel movie yeah I suppose uh, so we're introduced to Chris Pine who plays I don't know anyone's Ooh. names I actually don't know anyone's names The Bard it we, just call, we call him like the Bard, the, yeah, yeah The Bard yeah so um, and he has he anyway look he creates a team to go and steal stuff and eventually has to break out of prison and it's it's this adventure across mystical lands with mystical creatures and wizards and druids. demons and druids and Regis Jean Page yeah <laughs> the most scariest yeah, beast of all exactly um Look, the best way I would say is, look, if you like those kind of fantastical movies with more of a kind of comedic element rather than serious, yeah. you're going to enjoy this. Personally, I had a great time with this. And the the main thing I would say about this is just it's pure escapism. Like there's, I don't know if this is going to be remembered in, you know, even a year's time, but it is. it was just one of those movies where you could just sit down, turn, not necessarily turn your brain off, because I think there's some smart elements to it as well, but it was just a fun time. Yeah. And don't take it too seriously. You know, it's a bit silly. Uh, you could tell the cast were having a good time. Um, I had a good time with it. I know some people may not have had, some people might have found it a bit spoofy, but, you know, personally, I, I enjoyed it. Mm. Especially, it came on the hot on the heels of another movie that we saw, which was way too long, <laughs> which we'll get to. Um, Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but look, I had a good time. And, yeah. and personally, I'm not a, a big fan of, say, Dungeons and Dragons in itself, but I'm a fan of, like, like yeah. fantastical elements. Yeah. Um, if fantastic I was... elements and where to find them in exactly. this movie. Yeah. Um, not in a briefcase. Big fan of the cast. I think everyone kind of does a good job. The casting in general was quite good. I think that they've matched ca- characters to actors very well. Um well, yeah overall just really good time I don't want, I don't want to go too much into it because it's like it's spoiler I, I don't want to spoil anything yeah, I don't know the, if you can no spoil you can't the trailers ruined so yeah, much in this that's movie. true and like that was what I was quite disappointed in that like some of the jokes are ruined there's a whole scene that takes place in like this kind of underground world yeah. and there's a whole bit that's just completely ruined yeah. and then like most of the third act fight scene but I, c- I can understand they're, they're trying to sell this movie like they they have to try and sell this. I understand. It's not, it's not a DC or a Marvel movie, which, I mean, they do it as well, but, like, they kind of have to sell this because... Fair. I don't um, know, yeah. And it's... The other thing was, I think, we'll probably mention it later, is the CGI was a little bit dodged, but it's it's that kind of I thing where you, you... Yeah, exactly. You, you hold certain studios to a higher standard than others, or you hold other movie series to a higher standard than others, and this one, I was, like, totally fine yeah. with a lot of it. There's a creature in it that looks, I thought, looked pretty cool. Um, 
The the other thing I want to mention is some of the action scenes, the action choreography. Again, moving going on from what we've seen previously, it was not that it was like a hundred times better. It was just different, mm-hmm. and I thought they just put a lot of effort into it. There was the, the way it was shot. It was easy to track, say, certain characters when they're in those action scenes. I I just had a really good time, and it was more, it was as much a surprising element as it was kind of enjoyable. But it was just something I needed to highlight that, like, especially Michelle Rodriguez, she she seemed to like really put a lot of effort into those scenes, um, with the hand to hand combat and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, look, what I would say is I'd recommend this to anyone. Just go and have have a good time. Yeah. Some people might not find it as fun as I did, but I had a good time. Chris Pine being charismatic, uh, some f- fun jokes in there, yeah, just yeah. A good time to cinema. And I think for me, the biggest the biggest surprise I'd kind of had from it was that as someone who doesn't play Dungeons and Dragons, I the movie didn't feel like it was yeah. always trying to be like a wink wink, you yeah. know, like from the game. Oh yeah, there was bits that definitely went over my head, but it didn't but seem the, like I was. Out that's of what Luke. I mean. Like that's yeah. what I was kind of like. I was happy that I didn't feel like I was left I, outside yeah. of the. You didn't feel like a doofus. I didn't feel like a doofus, and that's most of what I feel like the majority of the time. But it was a case of yeah, being able to kind of feel like I have an introduction for that. And I think I saw someone talk about their, what they liked about the movie was and that it, like, it felt like just people playing the actual game, yeah. having fun, going through the adventure themselves. So that was good. Like you said, the jokes was good. I, the casting, I think the casting was a bit too obvious. As in like, I feel like Michelle Rodriguez, like of course she would play. I don't know. It just felt like everyone was kind of doing what they were good at. Yeah, well, like I know, I know, I know, I know. It's not a complaint. It was just like, I just feel like Michelle Rodriguez. I'm like, if she had a car, I'd be like, that's just the same character. Yeah, okay, from um thing. And I thought your one, and I forget her name, but Sophie Lillis is it? Ooh, could be. Yes, no, yes, her the druid. I loved her in it. I didn't love her in this. I felt like she just felt a bit muted. Well, see, she's kind of an elfish style character. I know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Again, someone's kicking my chair for the whole fucking movie, so I pissed off anyway. (laughs) But I did like Justice Smith. Yeah, although he was one hundred percent playing his character from Jurassic World as well. No, he's more of a dweeb in that. He's a bit of a dweeb. He's not. He's not a huge dweeb. I think he just has an arc in this movie, and that makes him less of a dweeb. Yeah. But uh, and then I I thought your one who played Daisy Head, who plays the evil red witch, was just like just evil for the sake of evil. But bit generic. Yeah. And like, would I want to see this have a sequel? Yeah, hundred percent. What would I want more? I want more dice, David. I can't believe they didn't have anyone rolling dice. Yeah. You know, that's all I want from a from a Dungeons and Dragons Um, movie. Um, good heist. Very creative as well. Yeah. That was another thing I liked yeah. about it, both like you had kind of mentioned in terms of some of the action, but I just felt in terms of, I don't know, the character decisions and the, the way they break out of jail at the beginning. It's yeah. not too much of a spoiler because obviously the movie happens. So there's just things like that and those sort of jokes. But see, yeah, well, what I would say about that is there is there are certain scenes they've obviously cut into this movie where it's like these are important bits. But what I liked is it, they didn't feel like Okay, they felt kind of stitched into the story rather than being like okay, yeah, I get you. block, block. Like vignette and, kind of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned the heist. There's a bit in a, in a graveyard. There's a bit at the start with it. it. Like, it could have been so easy just to be, just to have those kind of, um, kind of big elements of yes. the movie. And then the bits in between are just like, we don't, who cares? Really? Well, just to go back to another movie, the same movie yeah. you keep mentioning, John Wick 4, yeah. and that was very fetch questy. Exactly. Whereas this actually felt a bit more of like a yeah. natural story where yeah. it was like, John Wick, you gotta go here. Why? Yeah. <laughs> because then the movie happens if you go here. So go here for... Exactly. We like the pretty backdrop of Belarus. I don't know. Yeah. Like Berlin. Berlin. <laughs> yeah. I know. It could have been Belarus. Could've been, you wouldn't yeah. have fucking known. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I, I was a big fan of this. I thought it was very fun and enjoyable. 
and uh, would love to see a sequel. It's the guys who did Game Night, which is a fantastic yeah. movie if anyone hasn't seen it. Yeah. And um, and I do like to see people like that when they do something kind of smaller or on a smaller scale that they get the chance to do something of a hot, maybe um, kind of higher budget or whatever yeah. with higher caliber, not necessarily higher caliber actor, but like, yeah, to broaden the range and stuff like that. So, um, I reckon Marvel, uh, your own, our Lord and Savior Grace Randolph said that yeah. they should do X-Men. I'd love that, but they won't be allowed to do what they want. They'll be told yeah. exactly what to do by Kevin Feige. So it's, it's, yeah. It's a it's a balance. Yeah. It's balancing. It's balance. I would like to see them not do franchise stuff and just yeah, be funny do, and just do silly stuff. Yeah, be That's, a bit like Lord and Lord and Miller. I thought you were going to say Lord is in like the New Zealand no, recording Lord artist. Be like her, eh? Yeah. No, because it felt like that type of um, humor. Yeah, it felt like that type of story that like Lord and Miller would have done with say Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, like it's it's on along the same lines. Although this movie doesn't have the same cultural um, significance as Twenty One Jump Street. I don't know if you saw the whole thing about Kanye. Did, no. Oh, oh, sorry. This is John Hilton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was I wonder it. if John Dungeons and Dragons do that for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is it like? Druid lives matter. Yeah. Just be like, I don't like. Uh... Or red witch lives matter. No. Whatever the weird thing that Reggie Jean Page was. The name of their character, the Thuans. Yeah, Thuans. Or Harpers. He was a Harper. As well. No, uh, Chris Pine was a Harper. Chris... Oh, was and he then, not a Harper? As no, well? Reggie Jean Page was a weird um, oh, okay. thing who got his face burnt off as a child. What do you think of him? I thought he was a lot better. I didn't this. like Reggie Jean Page in this at all. I thought he really? was doing. I just, I just, I felt like I was watching someone doing their best Drax impression. Yeah, I suppose. I just, I don't know what it was. See, I, I just don't. I, there's something about him that annoys me. I think it's, I think it's because you know the way he's scientifically the world's most handsome man, whatever. I think really, yeah, they looked into it. Something to do with research. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't, so I don't know. So I don't know if there's some like internal thing of me. It's nothing to do with like fuck you for being handsome it's just like I just obviously that symmetry just causes my brain to be like this is not unhuman and unnatural we must scratch his eyes yeah, out he's like uh, he's like one of those um, uncanny valley uncanny kind of valley yeah no so, so what I liked about his character is he felt like an NPC yeah I suppose because like he was just there mm. and then he, See, he just appears but do you not think that's anything to do with his absolute void of personality yeah, I suppose. But again, you didn't really get to, a chance to indulge yeah. in his character. Although John, we went to go see it with John, and John was like, he would have liked to seen him hang around for the third yeah. act. But then about, again, as in John and Owen were talking about this, they're big nerds. They were yeah. like, he's too OP, David. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that means? Yeah, overpowered. Okay, thank you, because I was struggling for hours to find out what that meant. I was just nodding my head. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, he is OP. <laughs> Old person? <laughs> went off the toilet and started crying. I was like, why don't I know things? Uh, look, yeah. good time. Good time. Speaking of good times, yeah, Rylane. Oh, here we go. So this is a movie that I, uh, you, you gave it four stars in Letterbox. So by the way, follow us on Letterbox. David yeah. Scanlon ten, and I'm Gary O'Brien spelled in a weird, funny way, but it's in the podcast description. Yeah. That uh, it's a rom com. First of all, you gave it four stars, and you said like, look, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, yeah. and that was enough for me to be like, right. I'll go see it. And then it's a beautiful hour and 20 minute movie. God, you not get anything better than that. I went to the cinema. It was bright out. Yeah. Left the cinema. Still bright. Still bright. Got home. Still bright. <laughs> it was a beautiful day. So, so you're telling me you, you went to the cinema. Yeah. And it was bright. Yep. You got out of the cinema. It was bright. David, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. And then you got home and then you're in a movie with Will Smith and, <laughs> and some works. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. I didn't see that. Come on. I actually couldn't remember your man's name. Uh, Joe Legend. Joe Leg- 
Yeah, Joel Edgerton, yeah. Yeah, that was very good. Fuck you. Okay, well, the podcast's over. I'm done now. Uh, no, Roy Lane. So, yes, it's an hour and 20 minute movie. It is it's like an indie movie from uh, the UK. It is basically all about... It's If anyone's ever seen the movie after... Sorry, before Sunrise. Yeah. Uh, which I haven't seen. So I think that's why I like this movie so yeah. much because it was a new enough concept to me where basically it's about two people... Uh, there's the main character whose name is Dom, Dom and he is crying in the jacks and this girl Yaz kind of comes across him crying asking why he's crying and eventually the two of them end up chatting at this sort of art gallery installation and their day kind of just goes with them finding out that they're walking in the same direction towards home and then the whole movie is just them yeah. walking to a place or walking together and spending the whole day together learning a bit more about each other understanding why Dom was crying he was in a you know relationship he's broken up now with his, you know and he had to go see his ex and Yas also was in a relationship and broke up with their boyfriend as well so they were kind of were bonding over that and understanding who they are as people and blah 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 and oh Kel Surprise, they end up growing feelings for each other and as a man who normally hates um, yeah. rom-coms I just had a great time with this that, from... was, that was kind of the main reason I was like interested to hear your thoughts on it because like I know this is totally out of your like yeah because I, I would have just well see I'm such an awkward human being that if someone was like I'm walking this way I'm like I actually forgot my bag I need to leave by I need to get the bus to Ongar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, um, no, and I guess why I love this movie so much is th- th- many, many reasons. I just think it is such a well-built movie in regards to the casting. The mm-hmm. two leads are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the camera work is incredible. This yeah. cool different sort of camera lenses, like a fisheye lens used, this different sort of weird side-scrolling. Yeah. Because, again, we're, we're watching them sort of take a journey. The production design in that, like, the background of Brixton and the colours yeah. of that versus the colours of their costume and yeah. the music and the score is fantastic. The comedy is incredible. It's yeah. very, very funny. You had mentioned it in your review as well about the use of the different sort of... Uh, flashbacks and yeah. cutscenes and stuff like that and how they're integrated into the st- in- still integrated into their story like there's a scene where they're in um they're in like a movie theater and he's talking about the time he got dumped or whatever and then the next scene as they're walking she has a cinema popcorn yeah. and it doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah. but it's still a bit more of a it very kind of feels like Scott Pilgrim versus yeah. the world desk yeah. um but yeah it's just very unique and I just had a very fun time with it and then even with its usual rom-com third act of like oh, maybe it doesn't look like it's gonna go their yeah. way it still won me over yeah. at the end which is again it for me the biggest um compliment I could pay this movie oh big time yeah I think just like and again it it could have been so simple to fall into that um to that element of just like dialogue just like dialogue heavy yeah but, like when there's so much going on around the characters in like not only the setting but the way as you say the shooting style um the way it was shot in terms of like yeah side pans and stuff like that it, it added a different element to it and it's it's almost the type of thing where the dialogue is is second secondary to what is happening around you you're mm-hmm. almost just like so much attention being brought by the by the actual camera lens and then obviously the the setting i thought that was brilliant as i say the the place where it kind of fell down for me is just a little bit of a generic storyline but again you have so much fun while you're doing it yeah. while, it's, while everything is happening as you said the, just the intuition of like some of the the flashbacks was brilliant for yeah me. it's just because it's so easy again to fall into that trap of just like oh let's just flash back to this and just see what that character was doing in that situation yeah. but to to have the interaction and engagement with the the present day characters as well was just it, it's something that's probably underused by a lot of um stories these days because again um was it Shazam 
Shazam might have had a flashback scene that I again it just jumped out at me, jumped out at me, just like being. Is this really one where they raid the staff? Yeah, it could have been, and then. Um, oh, cocaine bear, most notoriously yeah. with the worst ever flashback scene. Yeah. Um, but delighted to see this movie do well. Um, Is it doing well? It's, I don't know. No, well, sorry, just in a, in a critic critical sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Like ninety nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, the Irish Times gave it five out of five, and you know what the Irish Times yeah. are like. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they give everything one star. Like Mark Mo just enjoyed it as well in terms of like just uniqueness. But I guess, and I get this was another thing I wanted to talk about, where it's just like. When you compare it to like other rom coms that come out, like Holiday, yeah, and other shit, garbage, it's just, uh, yeah, other garbage. Yeah. It's just crazy to think that's like as much as people think the rom com is dead in a way. Oh, this just shows how how much you can actually add if to it just, by different elements. If you yeah. just innovate, yeah. And I think what they love doing as well is they're just like, okay, what if we just tell the same story again, but we've got Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. Yeah. They were in something recently. I feel. Yeah, it was a Netflix movie, wasn't it? Yeah, your your place or mine, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I loved you like and it was actually uh, so I heard it was pretty good actually and, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it was, uh, I haven't it was seen 122 it 122 minutes actually uh, I but I wouldn't know uh, I haven't seen it but I saw it was his shy. character's called Rick uh, but I wouldn't know that <laughs> um, what else do I want to say yeah look Brixton, I, Brixton as well as a setting it's just yeah. like it's and it's the type of thing you could probably do that anywhere but I think again the characters being of African American descent does that help or sorry uh, yeah, British American British, British African descent oh yeah sorry um, does that like it was again it was just different to see it was a different part of London to see because you're so used to seeing I was like, about to say it's, it's nice to watch a West British, End yeah. or you know well it's nice to watch a British rom-com that doesn't yeah. have I don't know Kira Knightley and Hugh Grant Hugh Grant <laughs> who I, I'm big off board of Hugh Grant these days yeah I between do Paddington and um, what you call it the Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons and the Gentleman, uh, and the gentleman of yeah. Ryman. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah. Can't wait to see what these actors do. Yeah. And Put like, them in a Marvel movie. Put everyone, everyone, get everyone into a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, First time director as well. Fuck off. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, even the, there was a scene in a restaurant. It was brilliant. It was really well oh, yeah. shot as well. Because every, like, it, it jumps from side, uh, side shot where you can see every character to like head on like profile kind of yeah. shots yeah and, and anytime someone's talking and it just adds so much tension because like you don't know what any character is going to say at any moment uh, how much did you love the character of Eric oh yeah that, 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 that's where I was just like I feel like David yeah. and I like this guy yeah. he's such a moron yeah exactly <laughs> such a doofus yeah um, there's yeah oh, the music as well Oh, it's just I probably I probably was a bit harsh on my uh, scoring of nah, it. Ah, I think four stars ago. I gave yeah. four and a half just because I had so much fun. Yeah, and um, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah, that's fair. Um, very surprised by um, again. Yeah, oh, brilliant. I mean, I would love people to see this. Yeah, yeah, I'd love people to see it because it's, it's out it's of just... cinemas though. But when it's on streaming of sorts, go check it out. Mm, the BBC should do a streaming service in Ireland that we can watch. Okay, well, you've heard it there, Charles. Get on it. Uh, yeah. There you go. What am I talking about? David, speaking of... Oh, sorry, yeah, that's the important question. Do you wave at boats? I don't wave at boats. Who the fuck waves at boats? That's just psychopathic, in my opinion. What okay, you would you wave at people on the Viking splash? No. <laughs> I'd actively just not make their icon. There's a whole thing about this in this movie where she's just like, there's people who wave at boats and there's people who don't have joy in their lives. And I'm happy to report, ladies and gentlemen, I ain't got no joy. <laughs> Fucking waving at boats. Grow, grow up. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, waving how about waving your fists about Creed 3 Creed 3 uh, we're back with Donnie Creed um, he has retired from the game he's gone into why did he retire yeah I don't know 
Because anyway. of, of the story, guys. Yeah. But like, what? Okay, yeah. n- not to. I'll let you talk about this movie in just thirty seconds. But like, there's a whole thing about like, oh, I guess I'll come out of it. Spoiler: He comes out of retirement. It's on the poster. And he's like, oh, I'm coming out of retirement. And then, they, and then he goes back into retirement. But they've announced Creed Four, so we have to do this all over again. Yeah, I know. Nonsense. Anyway, uh, I did think it was funny. I'm not gonna. It's not a huge spoiler, but the start of the movie, he he fights the guy he fought at the end of the first one. Who the first one or the second one? The first Creed. Okay. He fights him. Okay. And at the end of that movie, your man, he fights, I can't remember, was it Conlon? Sure. Yeah. Conlon was at the end of his career. So, and now, no. Donny Creed has gone through his whole career and is now fighting him again. And now he's at the end of his career. So something is off. <laughs> I, I, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a mess of movie. But okay. Anyway. But anyway, he, uh, he's gone into more of the management coaching game. He comes across an old friend... Dame Anderson? Yeah, Dame. Dame. Uh, Damien Anderson. Damien Anderson. Who, Mr. Anderson. Who ended up in prison for a certain reason. I won't go too much into it. Anyway, he wants to... He, when he eventually gets out of prison, he wants to get back into the game because when he went to prison, he was actually a pretty good boxer. He was um, kind of... He was get, he was building his way up to be uh, in, in the Olympics and then eventually, obviously, you know, go pro and stuff like that. He had plans. But his intentions aren't what they seem. And so uh, Donnie is going to have to get out of his suit, back into some shorts, and back into the ring. And wave those fists about. Wave those fists. Yeah, like, big thing for me, any Rocky movie, number one, Yeah. good soundtrack. This, this is one okay. was okay. Number two, good training montage. Bad training mon- montage in this. Yeah, poor. Yeah, it was disappointing, I think. I did. I didn't think the last one was great, but I definitely think it was better than this. And the first one I thought was actually a great movie. Like I think yeah. it's probably one of the best Rocky movies. Maybe not as good as the first one, but probably better than any of the other ones. Yeah. So this one was hugely disappointing. Now, in saying that, I would like to see Michael B. Jordan direct again because I think yeah. what he did with this was he put his own stamp on it you know in, in a lot of interviews he talked about his love of anime and how he influenced certain shots in this movie he talked about um what else he talked about anyway I love waving my fists about I'm, I'm Creed 3 but at least when he was given he was obviously given a chance to, to direct something like this and he's he's put his own stamp on it so I would like to see what he does again now in saying that get him into Marvel everyone goes Marvel everyone goes Marvel the next uh <laughs> Black Panther movie. Uh, no, now, get him back his human torch. <laughs> yeah, it's a multiverse. Blame on. Um, now, I thought Jonathan Majors was great and yes. I li- I liked his character because there's a lot of uh, Rocky villains who are just... Mean, a bit angry, mindless. and big. It, yeah, there, there's nothing really to them. They're just like, I beat you, so you have to Who beat was me. the one from number three? Mr. T? Mr. T, yeah. Who was the fourth one? Drago? Drago. Who was the fifth one? Old Age? No, no. That was the sixth one. <laughs> that was the sixth one. That was, uh, do you remember the guy, he he was coach, Rocky was coaching him, but he like turned on him. I don't remember, but sure. Um, I thought he was more of a kind of scheming character. He he, he kind of, he was getting his claws in when he needed to and, and took advantage of certain elements. So I like that. Now, Tessa Thompson. Underused. Completely obsolete. Um, and really and I think we talked about this afterwards that like it would have been great to see her character maybe take a different 
or make a different not not necessarily different choices but have a different opinion on certain things Mm -hmm. and have that contrast between her and uh, Adonis Creed or might be Jordan's character it would would add a different element to the actual fight yeah and to go back to what you're saying about what makes uh, Jonathan Major's dame a different villain is that he's playing mind games as well as being a big scary man yeah and uh, and he has a plan when he's in the ring that's what I mean but it's also he has a plan outside the ring as well to he has these kind of sly conversations with Tessa Thompson's character that you think might like you say become a rift between the two of them but then her storyline is just completely dropped to the you know Adrian character of being like alright you're great at boxing go box go for Rocky. go box for us because you got a box and you like boxing and yeah. don't mind what I want to do just once you have me boxing <laughs> yeah. um, and then I, the I best Tessa Thompson impression I think I've ever done <laughs> yeah. uh, hey I was in Thor Thor <laughs> Ragnarok and th- Love and Thunder um, I'm Tessa Thompson I was also sorry, in Men in Black the final thing <laughs> I'll just mention is the I know why he made this choice at the end for the fight or the fight at the end. Yeah, it's very, very uh, unusual. Yes, unusual. A swing and a miss, some would choice. say. But or I, swim, swing and again, I, I like that he made those choices and it wasn't just like it could have again. It could have been very generic, but I suppose he put his own spin on it. Didn't work for me. Don't Look, know if it worked for him. how many Love boxing me. like movies are there? You have to do something to try and the fighter, Rocky, Raging Bull, <laughs> um. Oh, Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Um, oh, Grudge Match with Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and uh, Sly. Sly. You got all the Rocky movies. Yeah, anyway. That's it. <laughs> That's anyway, it. It's, I like that he was just like, right, how do I try and enhance yeah. or elevate or yeah. do something different with it? Um, yeah. Too long as well. It was it? I thought it was too I long. Just, I have, my first thing on my notes when I wrote them down was the first 40 minutes are pointless. Yeah. Because it's this whole dance of like, ooh, is he going to get back? The- we know he's going to get back in the ring. Yeah. Don't waste our time with this. And th- sorry, the other thing was, there's a fight in the middle, which I thought was a lot better than the fight at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause it- oh, the cool entrance as well with the smoke yeah. and the... Yeah, I love that. That was class. Love that. Um, That's where I was kind of like, oh, this, uh, this Michael B. Jordan guy, Michael B. Good at acting. Yeah. That joke made sense <laughs> in my head. Michael B. Good acting is what I went- meant to say. Nope, we're not going back and doing it that. Was, look, it, at the end of the day, I thought it was disappointing. Especially, just, I think, coming off the first one, I thought the first one was absolutely fantastic. Like, it was it was a real back to form. The other, the second one was grand. I think it's probably on par. This one was just so disappointing. But I think what was missing quite a lot from it, and as much as it probably, he's not listening, but he'd love to hear it, is Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he's missing yeah. from it. And yeah. that, like, it was just missing that Rocky feel to it, I felt. Yeah. And I think, obviously, there's a point where you do have to move the franchise away from those five movies that came out from, like, 1970 to, like, 2006. No, six movies from 1970 yeah, to whatever. Yeah. Anyway, no, but there's a point of moving it on, but I don't think there was anything distinctive enough in this to sort of make it its own, unless there's some of those creative choices he's made is what's going to be carried forward. Maybe. I don't know. I, I just, like, with... I'd watched... Sorry, I'd watched Creed and Creed 2 recently enough... And the best thing about those is that Rocky feels like the the kind of the audience's conscience, and he adds not 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 necessarily realism, but like an understanding to everything that's being done. Like he asks, you know, Creed questions like, okay. "Why do you want to do this? What you know, what's the reason?" Or whatever. And again, I feel like there was there was none of that back and forth with anyone in this movie. There yeah. was nothing like there was nothing. There was no kind of headbutting with Creed. Anytime he was making a decision, it was just like, I'm going to do this for me. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, I think with Creed Creed 2, or Creed 1 and Creed 2, 
there was always that back and forth with Rocky. He's like, what's the reason for this? Why are you doing this? You know, how are we going to do this? Yeah. If you're going to do this, you're going to do it right. This one kind of just felt like I'm going to do what I want because I have to or you know, there was some weird kind of vague reasons. Yeah, it's a totally fine movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I, I mirrored a lot of what you say there. I think it was just perfectly fine. I came mm. out of it being like, I've watched a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I could say the bit more things about it other than like, yeah, Jonathan Major's good in it. Some interesting director choices. It's a perfectly fine boxing movie and I don't yeah. care about it anymore. How, what was this rated on Rotten Tomatoes? Actually, I feel like, again, it's overrated. Uh, Creed 3. I gave it I'll tell you how many people. Why, why are we asking? Why are we asking the, these Hollywood elite what they think they We should be plugging our own um, Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I gave it three, I think. I must have given it two and a half then. <laughs> uh, it's on 89% Rotten Tomatoes, and that can yeah. get, honestly get fucked. Yeah. It's not, like, it's so fine. Uh, again, that speaks more to the flaws that are within uh, um, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes than anything else. Yeah, I gave it three. I gave it two and a half because. I'm an angry man. Also because I don't like Hennessy, David. There was a lot of Hennessy promotion <laughs> in this. Um, shall we move on? Let's do it. Speaking about overrated. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, John Wick Chapter 4. Yes. So, so yes, this is this John Wick Chapter 4 is everything you would expect from a John Wick movie. It's this monosyllabic uh, hero who is just making his th- way through waves of henchmen in the seedy underworld of assassins with the odds stacked against him and using um, inventive and mind-blowing ways to sort of overcome these people with very pretty lights in the background. So this movie picks up where the last one uh, left off, which, if I'm honest, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> we turned to each other at the beginning of this movie like, what happened to the last so, one again? Someone was saying this to me uh, in work. He was like, I think this takes place over the space of like two weeks. Like John Wick, John oh, Wick wow, 1 really? to John Wick 4. What is he eating for yeah. breakfast? <laughs> no, he, Can't be just having ready breakfast. Exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You don't see him eat anything. No, but that's what I mean. It's just like, where is he getting his energy from? But anyway, so yes, this all, he, he's, yeah, he is on the outs with the organization called The Table, who yeah. organized this underworld of assassins. Uh, after he did something in the last movie that obviously he wasn't supposed to do, that I don't remember what it was. Uh, I think he shot someone in the, in the, in so the he, uh, hotel. That was in the second one. And I think oh. he was just... I think I think the whole third one he was just on the run yeah that was the parabellum yeah the par- <laughs> you know that, yeah. everyone knows what that word means and i think the problem was that he none of the assassins could kill him and then uh ian mcshane shot him and he fell off that roof yeah but he was all right but see did he not have to go up someone against someone else in number three this is painful listening is i can Ruby imagine just someone who does listen no that was the second one no it was something about him and Halle Berry. Anyway, it's okay. not... Oh, I, look, it's not important. Yeah. But anyway, so this what this movie is about is John Wick's on the run and he has to try and find some sort of refuge with any of his previous um, allies, but he's being constantly chased by the Marquis of France. This, he has a fancier name, I can't remember, but he's played by Billy Magnuson. And it's he's based... Not, by not Billy, Billy Magnuson. Magnuson. He's not played by Billy Magnuson. He is played by Billy Skarsgård. <laughs> And uh, although <laughs> well, wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> no. So basically, it's all about John Wick running out of time, running out of um, anywhere to hide, effectively, as mm. as he is hunted down. And then ultimately, as the movie goes on, him and the Marquis come to an understanding of how this is going to be resolved. Mm. And it's um, yes, it leads to a, a climactic third act that is absolutely incredible and breathtaking and worth the price of admission however before you get to that you have to watch about an hour and 40 minutes of just a lot of punching and fighting and kicking and screaming and shooting and stabbing and just bad dialogue so 
one of the one of the interest. So this this movie is directed by the same guy who's done all the other three. However, what's sure. missing from this is the original writer, yeah. and and that tells because like we have been able to demonstrate, I think, to the listener right now is that we don't know what the fuck that movie was about <laughs> yeah. because there's just like the, the movie is like eighty percent punching yeah. or like shooting, but. In terms of like the actual narrative, it's just not there. No. I don't know because he, the, 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 the fighting is interesting enough to keep you gripped, but if you don't know what he's fighting for at times, you kind of don't know why you're watching at some points. Yeah. And as inventive and as cool as the fighting is, it kind of begins to wear off for a while because yeah. there's one scene in particular in uh, Osaka, yeah. and uh, just, it goes on for ages, and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get the point you're trying to prove here, but you could stop now. Yeah. So the the thing we mentioned with Dungeons and Dragons is that they had these set pieces and they stitched them together really well. In this one, they obviously had these set pieces and they just said, let's just jump from one to the next yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Osaka. Cut that. Cut that whole segment. But we wouldn't... The nunchucks... nunchucks no. Put the nunchucks in a different but scene. But you can't have nunchucks not being a sack of David. <laughs> Those are the rules. Um, yeah. Um, what am I sorry I just want to mention here I, I, I've made notes Gary as I mentioned okay and I've I've like, broken, you, do, like you do every month like I correct? do every month yeah uh, I've broken everything up into good and bad okay and the first thing I have in the good section is action and then the first thing I have in the bad section is also the action okay <laughs> so, so it, it the problem is this is just the same thing as like the, last the, one? the amount of times we just see John Wick with that pistol going around close to chest just turning corners shooting lads in the head and then he does a tumble no he shoots in the chest and then the head there's a rules to this um so my first big thing would be cut that osaka thing because i feel the only reason that's there is to build up to that character that we see um (laughs) i don't again i don't want to spoil it donnie yen well, yeah. See, he was cool in, in Osaka, but the, the girl... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, th- I think she's going to be a big part in Ballerina. Sure. Maybe. The John Wick spin-off um, with Anna de Armas. So then, yeah. There's some scenes where it's like insane action, very you know incredible choreography. Just like compress it. Just like 80%. Yeah. Just cut off 10% either end. And it's 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 great. But you just spend way too much time and then you see this guy get up and then he gets hit by a car and then he hits someone in the head well, and then he gets knocked down. And it's he just literally this, falls like, out. It's not so much of a spoiler. He literally falls out of a three-story building onto a car. Yeah. And he goes, oh, better keep going. Yeah. So just like like, at this stage, he's a superhuman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Donnie, uh, speaking of Donnie Yen, he was, I thought he was incredible. I just thought the, like, his whole fighting style was just so much more unique than anything else we had seen. Because he's blind. Because he's blind in real life, yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. Um, which which I just enjoyed. It just, and I think he, like he 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 seems to use that fighting style in all of his movies. Is just like, it's almost like dodge. It's, it's counter attack almost rather than it's like, like composed the and using their energy against them kind of thing or using their momentum some, against them. Some cool gadgets we saw. Yes, I the doorbells. Was, yeah, it was brilliant. But it just some of that was just too, too few and far between, yeah. and it was just too similar to what we had seen before, and which which works in a shorter movie. Like if this was even like just two hours bare minimum, I think this works well. But it's just way too much of what we'd seen before. Yeah. Um, as you said, it's like background neon fights in the dark. You know, it's a lot of a lot of the same of what we've seen before. So like, cut cut the runtime. Uh, change Billy Magnuson get him out of there <laughs> Magnuson. 
Uh, no, I thought, I, yeah, so B- Bill Skarsgård is a very intimidating, scary dude, and he plays the main villain in this. However, he's doing what I believe is a, let me just check my notes here, French accent. <laughs> and it's just so, dis- I, I, it just kept taking me out of the movie every time. See, the problem is, he he's a big dude. Like, he's probably 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, but, like, he never seems to do any actual, like, But I, I, think, that's the, I think that's the point, is he's meant to be but, this like, sort of... But, if you're going to have that character, make him a small little dweeb. Because like he acts like a dweeb in this. Yeah, but he yeah. I don't know who could, who's a French little dweeb. They should have got Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Ah, oh, I don't know. Would he would he fit in that universe? No, but that'd be hilarious. Better yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just miscast. I don't know necessarily miscast because like he works. It's a bad character. Bad character. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um. And then There's just the 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 city hopping as well. Very James Bond esque. Yeah, but it, the reasoning for it was weird. Yeah, he was like, "You gotta go here to get a crest." Yeah, and then they and do then another thing. The the whole thing in Paris, like, just cut that. Ah, uh, no, I I stand by Paris thing being incredible. I I love even everyone. the roundabout. I love the roundabout. Way too long. No, I thought it was great. No, I but see, I I don't know. I liked that it was so long. I don't know. I I had a lot of fun with the Paris scene because it just kept building and building and building and building but it was like different it wasn't like so obviously it was the roundabout scene at the Arc de Triomphe uh, and then of course they're going to Sacré-Cœur so they must stop by this like other chateau that's definitely not on the way and uh, that's a cool like close combat sort of fight house scene and then there's a there's a there's a it's not too much of a spoiler but there's a they're trying to get to Sacré-Cœur it's in Paris it's on the fucking poster but uh, there's a fight on like a staircase that's yeah. very very good yeah. and um, very very funny but as I told you and my friend Charlotte who lives in Paris I couldn't take it seriously because I know there's an Irish pub yeah. at the top of that stairs on the <laughs> yeah. left and I had a point to Guinness and I just kept thinking oh, I had a Guinness there yeah. I was like oh but John was killing a guy yeah. okay cool but also I think another thing and again I won't I won't over 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 do it yeah what's the word I won't overdo this point in that the, they have like bulletproof suits yeah and it's kind of like, it's just, it kind of it takes, takes away the threat the, of yeah. a gun in the movie and that like, you can get shot like 50 times and you're still fine once it doesn't mm. hit you in the face. Yeah. Once you're hit, once you get hit anywhere else, you're fine. Yeah. So like, there's no real threat in the yeah. movie kind of thing, unless you're getting, but even when you get hit by a car, you're still getting up but after it. The thing is, they, they change that in a scene when they, when they go into the house and they, there's the God's view because they add this this new weapon yeah which I think that scene again was brilliant and it was really well done but I just think it was way too few and far between yeah and I agree with that yeah yeah Um, and then some of the villains in this like oh like it's like rejected James Bond villains yeah that's fair and I suppose I suppose it is that kind of it's edging on spoof which I get because like it's they're going for that kind of B-movie style action movie but it's yeah, it just doesn't work when you're trying to be like some characters trying to be like overly serious, and some characters just seem a bit dumb or yeah. stupid. No, that's fair. Now, in saying that, what do you yeah. think? Without yeah, sorry, I had a good time. It's yeah. just, again, the it's run runtime is the big big. And like, I I'll happily sit and watch a three hour movie, but, but keep I, you engaged. I do love an hour and twenty. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, but yeah, keep keep me engaged. Keep me like yeah. keep keep it moving quick enough. And like yeah. I said, because it's a bit like Elvis in a way that it's so overly stimulating. Yeah. But also you have the heights of heights, and then whenever you're, it's coming down from that, you're kind of like, I'm just this feels like a different movie now altogether. Yeah. And also like look, Keanu Reeves is John Wick, but like you know you kind of need someone a bit more charismatic to carry the movie when you're not doing punching and the fact that he's very like says like five words and he's just like yeah well, it's just that I feel like the that's movie. the only reason they bought, brought Lawrence Fishburne back because there was no reason for him to be in this really 
Um, that's not that's really a, a spoiler, but like, yeah. he, again, when he's on screen, I feel like he's very charismatic. Yeah. And the same with Ian McShane. Ian McShane as well. <laughs> and like, they're trying to fill a void there. Like yeah. Keanu, what Keanu. Hey, Keanu, doing. do you want some more lines this time? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do. <laughs> non stop. It's just like, okay. And look, to be fair, you. I've got a gun. <laughs> it's just that. Yeah. It's just. And it's like, even though he says, like, short sentences, yeah. even slower. He's fine. He's a lovely But look, I, I, lo- I, I think I think I'm personally probably in the minority because th- everyone seems to enjoy this. Again, I, I listen to Mark Mode. He seems to really enjoy this. And, you know, I think, like, I don't know if you listen to Jeremy Johns. He seemed to think, like, this was flawless movie, which is outrageous. Like, I don't know. Look, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's entitled to their own. Yeah, opinion. I suppose. But look, it was just, it was, it, we, we could go on longer yeah. about this, but then again, we'd be becoming the things that we're exactly. complaining about. Um, but we, Joe, we should, we, we should pump the brakes a bit, Dave. <laughs> and we should stop talking about all the movies that we have seen recently in cinemas and talk about the movies that we hadn't seen in cinemas, but watched at home. In our segment, I like to call, I'll tell you what I saw the other day. I saw jack shit this month. I, I I watched very little that's on streaming services in Ireland because I actually rented everything from YouTube. And, uh, yeah, big time. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't watch too much. So I don't have, like, many great suggestions. But I have, like, two that are, like, cinema classics that are worth checking out if you have weird streaming services. And another one that's a fun time. So I'll probably start with the one that's a fun time. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's called The Full Monty. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. It's uh, it's based by a load of Sheffield steel workers that go out of work and they have to find a way to make up some cash and they see that their local theatre is showing the Chippendales and it's taking a lot of cash. So these very, um, what you call it? Burly. Burly, football-y um, lad steel workers have to learn how to de- dance and dress all sexily for the women and... Uh, women of Sheffield. The women of Sheffield. And um, yeah, it's just a fun time. It's just, that, it's just that British comedy. It's an hour and a half long. It's directed by a guy who did good things. I forget his name and there's some good people in it couldn't tell you their names either and uh, it's best picture nominated for the Oscars it lost the Titanic which I think was totally fire <laughs> and uh, what's, that, what's your man's name the main character Nick Rick something no Callum. no no oh. the main actor Rick Robbie or Nick? Robbie. Oh, Robbie Callum. No, what's his name? Yeah, Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. Yeah, and um, Mark Addy is in it. Hugo Spear. Tom Wilkinson is in it. He's very good, actually. And it's directed by a guy called Peter Cataneo, who has done movies that, like, he's done nothing else. <laughs> he did The Rocker. Remember that movie no. from 2008 with, no. um, anyway, with Rain Wilson? Anyway, it's on Disney Plus. It's half an hour. It's a decent, fun time. Watch yeah. it with the family. It's fun. <laughs> You watch with the family. Yeah, watch with the family. It's fun. <laughs> um, anything else? Uh, well, just, well, oh, sorry. You want meat? You want well, do it like a tennis game, David. A tennis match. Jesus. Um, saw JFK. <laughs> He's dead, David. <laughs> I saw JFK on Netflix. Three hours. Now, I know we talked about long movies. Just We just talked about long movies. Silly fun. Some silly some silly conspiratorial fun. <laughs> that movie's just hot garbage. No, I, it's not. Do you know is. what? The biggest problem with that is, is the whole family drama. Cut that out and just focus on the conspiratorial element. See, it's but you need that in any movie where it needs to be like, oh, this guy would commit to this if it wasn't for his family kind of thing. And what... Mm what turmoil comes from that we saw it in First Man we saw it in American Sniper we saw it in something else I watched recently that I can't remember but it doesn't matter 
It's just it's it's directed by Oliver Stone, who's yeah. done Platoon and other such things, and he it's just the movie comes across as very tinfoil hatty. That's my problem with it. Yeah. It's very like, well no, well actually what happened was the CIA was talking to the FBI and they knew that if they flipped a coin on the third day of every month, they'd actually be able to get the National Guard to fly overhead, and that's when they knew because they had JFK had shreddies that morning, and because he was using low fat milk, it's just kinda like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, I, I get that. But. That's, it just, I just felt very crackpotty for me. But that's a good, uh, I'm very surprised your man didn't win an Oscar for it, though. I thought he was very good in it. The main guy. Kevin uh, Gosser. Yeah, Clark yeah. Kent, Clark Stad. Clark Kent The cast is incredible. Tommy Lee Tommy Jones Lee. in a stupid hat, yeah. a stupid wig. Um, Joe Pesci in a stupid wig. Who's, Joe, who's, John Candy. Yeah. Wayne John. Knight. Wayne Knight, yeah, your friend. My friend, my, yeah. Uh, who is the guy that plays Kevin Costner's mate? Oh, Gary Oldman's in it? Gary Oldman. Yeah, he uh, plays... Uh, the the fucking, guy. The Lee sh- Harvey Oswald. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Donald Sutherland, that bit. That's great scene. That's a very, very good scene. Mick, M- Michael Rooker is the guy I was thinking of. This is also available on Disney Plus, though, by the way, if anyone wants to check that out. Is there it? As well. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. It's three hours and 26 minutes long. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's a nice... It is a nice... I, I will say, it does end in a nice little court scene that is like... Yeah. Although, very uplifting. It's a bit uplifting yeah. and very much like, you know, seek the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which I feel like the message of the movie was that. Yeah. Um, and there is some, actually some real life drama that's going on around oh, um, yeah. the release of certain documents or certain secrets by the American government, which, yeah, yeah relative. To, it's, it makes sense. To, yeah. Uh, I tell you what I saw the other day, a movie called Sunset Boulevard. Now, this yeah. is where I get all artsy-fartsy cinema-esque. God, what a uh, nerd. No, this is actually a great movie and it's been parodied so many times. It's, it's You've definitely seen it in Simpsons, I feel, or Family Guy or something where it's like, it's the one about like this guy who's like floating dead in a pool. He's like, so that, I bet you're wondering why I ended up here. So that's me. I'm writer. It's, it's basically, it's like, it's all about this guy who is a writer in Hollywood and he's down in his luck and he's avoiding these sort of guys who are trying to like take his car because he owes money and stuff like that. And he comes across this house with this old um, Hollywood icon from the silent movie era. And she's absolutely deluded and crazy uh, because the first time they meet is she's giving a funeral to her chimpanzee. And um, what you call it? It's uh, So he kind of begins to buddy up with her because he's like, oh, we'll make a movie together. Even though like, you know, it's just kind of feeding into her delusions of like, oh, of course we're going to make a movie together. And then like all of a sudden he's living with her and he, he starts to sacrifice his, you know, beliefs and morals because he's like having the cozy life. But it's filled with a load of Hollywood kind of references and it's, it's a, it's, it's, um, yeah, and it's not like inside jokes into Hollywood and stuff like that. But also it's shot really well and it's the story and there's a great narration throughout it that's really, yeah. really effective and it's quite good. And your man, the main guy in it, his name I can't remember because that would involve me having to remember something, uh, is very, very good and it's directed by a very important man whose name I don't remember either. So, and the score is great. The cinematography is fantastic and the actress, my God, if I could remember her name, I'd tell you she was great too. <laughs> and uh, no, it's fantastic. I had a really fun time with it and it is very like, uh, it's it's all in black and white and maybe it's a bit artsy fartsy but I don't think so. It won Best Picture, maybe. I don't know. That could be a lie. And uh, you said you had notes for this podcast, right? I don't need to write anything down. No, it's very fun. I'd recommend it. It feels like a good Sunday um, Sunday RTE movie to stick on. Of, um, Where is it? Paramount Plus, our favourite streaming platform of all, David. How you get that password off you? It's 123 <laughs> password. I'll tell you what I saw the other day. I saw a movie called The Help. It's about racism. It is. It's about um, African-American women in Mississippi. The South. The South. 
um, who end up releasing a book with a confidant of theirs who happens to be white uh, about the stories that go on and um, how they're treated in their places of work. Jobs. Um, yeah, I had a good time with it. This is, again, an incredible cast. Disney Plus, again. Disney Plus, We're yeah. We're doing some great work for Disney Plus today. Yeah, I know. The, God damn it, they should really be paying us. They really should. So, a great cast. I think, I was looking this up. Viola Davis, was she nominated that year? I she remember. was, and she lost to a person whose name I don't know. She, well, I thought she was brilliant in this anyway. Um, again, sorry, I'm going to mention the cast. She is Jess- important. Jessica Chastain. She is good. And- she is loved. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard yeah. Emma who Stone. put them in the same movie yeah, exactly. uh, Octavia Spencer and sorry. Oscar winning Octavia Spencer exactly movie. yeah so look uh, firstly I, I can understand why some people don't like this movie it's very kind of green booky but I I'm just not a big fan of that kind of whole um, white saviour stuff like this was just this was a but it is a true story it is a true story exactly and the big thing is and I, I believe this in real life and it, uh, whatever if you're ever going to make change, it needs to come from the middle class. The upper class are never going to do it. The lower class don't have the power. If there's ever going to, ever going to be change, it has to be from the middle class, which is where it comes from in this movie. So anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to mention is, and it's something that you you had mentioned previously on the Oscars podcast, is it was great to see a movie this well with this well done with such a huge amount of female performances. Because again, it's we've been so used to seeing mm-hmm. say Oscar nominated performances from women coming from movies Bad that are movies. very very poor or whatever uh, so to have it like, like I mentioned the likes of Octavia Spencer Viola Davis Jessica Chastain Bryce Dallas Howard you know all these incredible women doing really really good jobs I wouldn't say you know any of them are like amazing amazing in it but like all of them really really good performances given that kind of platform it's it's a it's a women led it's a female led uh, film that obviously got a lot of recognition at the time so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I but again, I can understand say some people yeah. have that uh, reservations about it. Um, so she lo- Violet Davis lost to uh, Meryl Streep for Margaret Thatcher in The Iron Lady. Oh, we all know our thoughts on that one. We all do. Yeah. It's a fucking horrific, vile movie. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, yeah, sorry, no, I'll tell you after. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> That's an off the pod <laughs> comment. And then Octavia Spencer won for best supporting actress, yeah. and I actually would have. I think it's because I went in knowing she won, but I thought Jessica Chastain yeah. was unbelievably devilishly evil in oh, this. No, no, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard yeah. Sorry, Bryce Dallas Howard was <laughs> yeah. so evil. I did in see this. that that the review. Someone's like, some they're testing us to see how well we know the difference between. <laughs> Turns Jessica out, Chastain. I do not. <laughs> um, yeah, she was very good in this, yeah. and um, yeah, no, that's that's a fun little movie. It's uh, Tate Taylor directed it, David. Who? Uh, they haven't he hasn't done much else he did yeah. Girl on Train Ava and Get On Up uh, okay I'm really starting to run out of steam here Cinema Paradiso David on <laughs> Mubi is my other one I watched the other day that doesn't count no I tell you what no I, I loved it because again it's another movie about movies Um, but it's a far too rom com for me it starts off great it's all about a little boy called Toto <laughs> and he befriends an old projectionist in uh, in their local cinema Cinema Paradiso and uh, all of a sudden it's all about him falling in love with movies and then making a friend in this old man but then he grows up and starts to like a girl and it all becomes rom com I'm like boo go back and help Alfredo back in the booth don't be looking at these girls um, 
Yeah, it's a fun time. It's, it's yeah. It sounds like you. <laughs> yeah, I just want I just want to be adopted by an old man <laughs> in a projection booth, and I yeah I don't know if you saw my review for it where I was like Alfredo and Toto must be racking up some serious letterbox yeah. numbers, and uh, oh, it's a fun time. It also won best uh, foreign feature film at the Oscars in nineteen eighty eight. So yeah, I'm t- and it's all in Italian. So I've gone full movie nerd. Have you actually not seen the nineteen eighty eight Italian movie? Molto bene. It's molto bene. Yeah, it's a fun time. The little kid is absolutely great. He's very, very good. And so is the old man. Um, yeah, it's a fun time. I don't know. That's, again, I did not watch much that was on streaming services. Unless you want me to talk about Scream 2, but I would rather throw it over to you. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much else. I was going to say Three Idiots. It's fine. No, it's grand. It's actually, it actually is pretty good, but... It's an Indian movie full. and it's three hours. So my thing about Three Idiots, oh, by the way, fair play for picking movies I've seen, so thanks for that. Mm. Uh, the thing about Three Idiots is it has every single emotion ever to exist. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of those, it's a bit like Or Or in that it tries to cover everything, but like I think with Three Idiots, it's just, it goes from like Hard them books. having a singing, songing, dancing of a time and then all of a sudden someone has committed suicide and you're like, whoa, I was not ready for yeah, this. Yeah, you weren't ready for that U-turn. And then the other one was Can You Ever Forgive Me, which was totally fine. Yeah. And I don't, we don't need to hear about it. Well, speaking about totally fine, David, you talking <laughs> about Scream 6? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. It's my turn. Um, Scream 6. So we follow on from the last one with the same <laughs> cast of characters. No, Scream sorry. 6, it's <laughs> the one after five. <laughs> sorry, what I mean is... And you said you did notes for this. We're, we're, we're going along with the same cast of characters that we met in the fifth one. So, so the sisters, sisters, Sanderson sisters, <laughs> Sanderson. summer sisters, Cra- Craven, no, Craven, where sisters, sisters, Cronin, the, the director, it's named after, they're named after the director, Carpenter sisters, Carpenter. anyway, the Carpenter sisters, they've moved to New York, Sam they've, and gone Tara. To, they've gone to college in New Big York, Big Apple, with their friends, and uh, they're trying to, you know, some of them are trying to just leave their past behind them. The whole um, ghost-faced killings in that town. Woodsboro. Woodsboro. I knew that one. I didn't have to Google it. Um, so they're trying to leave that behind. Whereas some of them might be suffering little ill effects of it. And then eventually, anyway, we're introduced to a new ghost-faced killer who is on the prowl in the Big Apple. Yeah. Uh, and is trying to get back at them did we not see this movie three months ago i feel like we watched this was so yeah. long ago yeah. i can't believe this was still march yeah um we did a lot march we, we did. did we did a bit yep uh we did some bits and pieces um as you say i think we're going along the same lines of john wick as in like if you've if you've seen any of the scream movies and you enjoy them spoiler alert someone dies <laughs> someone does die although they do make a little they make a few decisions which i enjoyed like at the start love the opening thing the, the scream openings are always top notch and yeah. I think this one did a good job of kind of doing subverting expectations and doing a bit of twists and turns zigging and zagging if you will yeah um, I like some of the elements they use of New York City now unfortunately the trailers give away a lot yeah like by the end I kind of knew where we were going with it there are certain characters who shouldn't be in this movie. They should have just cut those characters completely. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghostface, he scared me. I was terrified. I just wanted them to have a lovely time in New York. And then the other thing I had was the whole decisioning behind the Ghostface. I was a bit like, come on, really? Oh, as in like who ended up being the Ghostface killer? Yeah. yeah. I was a bit like, that could have been better. Hold on, do I have anything else? Well, uh, I, I, well I... Length, sorry. I, saw, I said about the length. <laughs> Trailer. Although, sorry, that was the other thing. Uh, the actors are all great. They're, they're, I've yeah. seen a lot of these movies and the actors are average. 
Yes, that is true. But uh, I thought everyone does a good job. In this. Yeah, Jen, Jenna Ortega, uh, Melissa Barreri, yeah, 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 yeah. There's too many words in that name. She needs to change that. Uh, they're both fantastic. And, yeah. like, I think they have much more charisma and are better actors than the original three yeah, from the first exactly, screams. Yeah. Um, so, Nev Campbell doesn't come back for this, but Courtney Cox does. And, spoiler alert for the last one, it was good. But also, um, your man died, Dwight, uh, what's his name? Doofus. Um, Doug. Th- no, what was his name? Yeah, I can't remember. The police, the policeman. Dewey. Dewey. Yeah, New began with a D. Uh, so, yeah, so Courtney Cox feels a bit like, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, but I also did like to see that the franchise could continue without yeah. um, Nev Campbell because she just wanted a load of more money, and that's fair, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I yeah and I think I think the two sisters the actresses were fantastic I think some of the other cast were good Samara Weaving is in it for very brief no but I like that but I know but like she's yeah. great in like um, she's great and I really had a lot of um, a lot of time for her character and I want to see her in more things after yeah. Ready or Not I thought Mason uh, Gooding was very very good very charismatic as is his sister in the movie who's played by an actress and that actress has a name and her name is Jasmine Savoy Brown who's um. very good as well and although I I love the screams when, when they're very you know tongue in cheek and very um, meta. what? meta meta but this one I think kind of got to me the most feel her breakdown yeah. of how it was all gonna lay out I think yeah. this was the one where I was kind of like do you not feel like that happens I feel like that happens in every I single think, one I think it's because I watched Scream 2 and 3 that week yeah. <laughs> and then I saw 6 and I was kind of like stale. yeah I was kind of like we've done this um, the, the other thing was uh, what's that character from Scream 4 oh uh, Kirby bit tagged on Cur- yeah Kirby Hayden pa- Pantier bit tagged on French for bread. I don't know. The... Cuisine de France. <laughs> I hate in Cuisine de France. Is, uh... No, yeah, she was fine. I would have rather than not bring her back. I know yeah. she's a fan favourite and everyone online apparently was quite happy that she was coming back. But what she's given to do and how she yeah. fits into the story doesn't really gel, I thought. Uh, I would have liked seen her do more in it. Um... But, but in saying that, I had a really good time with it. I always have a good time with the movie. I had a good time with it. And I think I think these movies are always you're always better off seeing them in the cinema. Yeah. I yeah. think th- I think they are. I think I just think that well, heightened yeah. heightened sense of uh fear. Yeah, and I also I think with this one as well, it was far more gorier than any of the others. It was yeah. very gory and also I just felt I know you didn't have a problem with it and I I did. It's just everyone got stabbed so much oh, and I was yeah. so fine with it. Like there's a scene where someone gets stabbed in the stomach and then they're running around the next scene yeah. and I was kind of just like it's a bit like John Wick and there's yeah. no consequences to any of the danger I felt a lot of it a lot of the time. So that pissed me off. And then yeah, I don't know. Is that not something that happens at all? See, this why David get angry about it. Come on, <laughs> like join you, me on this level. You, you had seen two and three, so surely yeah, you were ready for that. Like maybe because I just maybe because I watched them before, and then I was like, I don't know, I don't know. That was my but look, totally fine. Like you say, if you like screams, <laughs> just ah. <laughs> but no, like yeah, if you're, if you're a fan of the Scream franchise, I don't think this lets yeah. you down too. I much feel like it. we're not really selling this or selling any of these movies. Like if you like the last one, but yeah, because it was like like mid month. Like Dungeons and Dragons, Rye Lane, and Tetris, top three movies this month, yeah. in my opinion. I know you hadn't seen Tetris. They're all unique, all unique, yeah. and they're all fun and worth price of admission. Spoiler alert for Tetris. <laughs> We'll get onto it, yeah. What we talk about? <laughs> oh, okay, the next one's Shazam: Fury of the Gods. <laughs> I'll do this very quickly. Speaking of great movies, uh, this isn't one of them. No, Shazam: Fury of the Gods is a movie. <sighs> we just leave it at that, will we? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's enough. No, like, look, I think what's interesting about Shazam: Fury of the Gods is how it plays into the DC 
shit show that's currently happening. So this movie is all about Billy Batson and his fellow foster kids. And they've all been given powers like in the last one. And now they, Billy's trying to keep everyone together because everyone's going in different ways and people are going off to college and people are using their powers in different ways or whatever. But all of a sudden the daughters of Atlas have come to Earth I think, to try and get the staff back that the wizard had in the last one to get the powers of Atlas back so they could rebuild their world by getting a magic apple to grow a tree to fix things. So they need to find the apple, but um, they don't know where the apple is. And uh, they may or may not get the apple, but they have to fight the Shazam people to basically hunt down this apple man you are selling this and um yeah there's 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 some zigs and zags and there's some jokes and there's some characters disappointing hugely it's so fine it's It's so bang average it's right down the middle if you if i watch it on a plane as in it's don't watch it on watch anything else i think it's like it means this is what i mean it'd be interesting if it was to lead on to something important but it leads on to absolutely nothing important there's like which is funny because like we we talk about movies just being movies like focus on on making a good movie and i feel like that's what they tried to do they they didn't have any sort of outlander well apart from that one character which i just felt like that was out of not out of the blue but it just felt so tagged on yeah no that's Um, so like and then, oh, it was just so many, so much stuff where I felt it just stuck out so much how badly they did it. There was a bit, there's a bit where they're in a library and they're talking about the daughters of Atlas, and they're talking about you know, say their history or whatever. Show a flashback, like it's so obvious. Like show us them, you know, in their world. Right? Yeah. But they're literally just literally talking to one another. It's so yeah. Like it's so boring. <laughs> Yeah, and okay, actually, and speaking about the Daughters of Atlas, uh, Helen Mirren is very good. Oh, yeah, very I thought she good. lends this movie quite a lot of solid legitimacy. Yeah. And then also there's a scene where she's reading a letter, which is my favourite scene of the movie, I think. You know, where she's reading that letter that has been written Oh, to sorry, her. yeah. That was, um, good, yeah. that was very good. Yeah, yeah. She sold that. I thought Lucy Liu, I kind of would like to have seen her do more in it, but she, her character was very... Lucy Liu was terrible in this. Like, I don't think she's terrible. bad. I think the character is woeful. Oh my God, she was horrendously bad. Really? I, I thought some of the line, like some see, of the line delivery was horrendous. Mm, okay. Now, again, the lines aren't great. But that's why I wasn't was just, sure. I don't know. She just brought nothing to it. Yeah. No, and that's like, a bit, I thought... It, maybe it's just because she was, she was acting against... Um, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, but like... She just, she just looks so bad. Now, yeah. may, like, she, there's a bit where she's on a dragon, and maybe that, maybe she's just not used to doing those types, types of things. But yeah. like, don't sign up to this if, if you're not going to. Speaking know, of dragons, yeah, that last scene, that last battle, I did like that the, was the incredible. Visual the visual yeah. effects, but also not in terms of like the quality of them, but the art, the artisticness. Yeah, of them. yeah fantastic yeah. and what also had this movie had a, I should have started with this what also was great in this movie I thought was the one the family dynamic in it I think yeah. it's a great family movie but it was also very emotional I know that because the woman beside me wouldn't stop crying for the sh- tears David wow. tears and I was like calm down it's yeah. only Shazam Fury yeah. of the Gods <laughs> yeah. she was in tears Jesus. Uh, the whole thing about that now I there, maybe it hit home with her about some things about like mothers and this is the foster mass. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But um, yeah, I thought like, so that was good for it. And also I think what I liked about these Shazam movies is there is a very dark tone to them. Oh yeah. Like yeah. in the first one we have, obviously have that boardroom scene where, yeah. you know, a lot of people die. And in this... The start, uh, the start was pretty... In brutal. this one? The start of this one, yeah. In oh, that. Was, sorry, I was thinking about what they did to the teacher on the school roof. Oh yeah, that was Yeah, bad. that was very dark. That was very dark, yeah. So yeah, I think like, Look, it's just super generic. It's got some dark things. The humor is fine. I think Zachary Levi is charismatic, but again, 
it's weird that he's meant to be a child as a superhero, but when we see him as a child, yeah. he's like normal. Yeah, exactly. He's he and the other thing was with this with this movie is I could have actually done with the child actors a bit more. Yeah, it was weirdly balanced between the two. Yeah. I don't know why they were superheroes as much. Yeah. Yeah, I could there, they, no, there could have been bits that they've cut out and it, maybe it just didn't work with the kid actors and you know, tone tonally wise or whatever, but I I just felt yeah, you're you're spending too long. It, it's like spend it's like watching Spider-Man and you spend so long of him as Spider-Man and not enough of him as Peter Parker. Yeah. And you lose that effect of like oh yeah these are actually kids yeah you, you know when you spend the whole time with them as superheroes you're like oh you know they should be competent yeah they should, they should know what they're doing but like you didn't get that chance to actually see them as kids yeah which i felt like they That's should have been like kids in the in the dungeon or sorry in the cave and stuff but yeah yeah and again consistency wise i felt like just as you say zachary levi just, i don't know if he, he was trying to overdo it and whatever same with um G-Man Honsu I was kind of like I feel like you were being yeah. a nearly a parody of the character yeah. you played in the first one exactly yeah you should yeah you should be more competent than you yeah. than you're pretending to Rachel be Rachel Zegler what do you think of her in this she didn't have much to do did she I felt like she either was thinking I'm that was better a, than this that was also way out of, like it was weird like it's just that tonal shift with hit, with her character oh like, yeah, yeah 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 kind of out of the blue unnecessary yeah and we won't say what it is yeah. we're not just being bad at describing and like, things but I, I like that kid that kid's funny. Ah, he annoys me. Nah, I like him. I like okay. him. But they yeah, literally, they relationship. Each other, yeah, met each yeah. Other. They 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 fall in love by saying two words with each yeah. other effectively. But I felt like obviously we saw on West Side Story, and I felt like she was just, the whole time in this. She was just like, "This is a paycheck gig." Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting from her. But I thought she was fine. I just thought. Yeah. she's better than this it's like, it was like it's one of those weird movies where you know you could watch someone who's like I don't know nominated for an Oscar and then all of a sudden a movie that you know was shot before that is now coming yeah. out and you get to see them in before they were yeah, yeah. and just kind of like this um, feels weird no she was better than Lucy Liu which <laughs> <laughs> you're like you've got a hot, no, hot vengeance against nothing, Lucy Liu like it's nothing against her personally but she was just so bad in this fuck me like <laughs> just and again um, Rachel Zegler nah she was fine but again, she's acting against Helen Mirren, who's yeah, been in the business for so right. long. So, um, business of kicking fight ass, se- taking fight names. scenes were cool. I think fight scenes were cool. The powers pissed me off, and that they were very inconsistent. Yeah, that's what annoyed me as well. And yeah. not like Shazam's meant to have all the powers of Superman, but like doesn't use them when yeah. it's effective or it's necessary. necessary. Yeah, yeah, this is fine. Disappointing. Like, this is fine. This is, don't, 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 don't wish them to. What are DC? Sorry, Jesus. What are DC doing next? Oh, Flash. Yeah, Flash, and then it's over. That no, then it's garbage. Aquaman. Then it's over. Then they're done. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being done, God's Creatures. Oh, yes. Uh, funny actually you say that. Um, I went to see Ryan Lane and God's Creatures back Without to back. me. Yeah, without you. Uh, back to back, which are both produced by BBC. Oh, there you which go. Which I thought was weirdly funny, yeah. Which is weird that they haven't taken your request for a streaming service in Ireland. <laughs> Seriously. Because you've been supporting their yeah. movies so much. You yeah. hear that, Charles? Charles. <laughs> the Bru- yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so God's Creatures is a film that takes place in vague kind of Irish town. It's a fishing village. And we are introduced to a mother. And her son comes back from Australia. And again, I don't want to go too much into it. But... It is about their relationship, but also his relationship embedding himself back in the community. Okay. Um, what else can I say? So, it's a slow movie. 
It's like <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad I didn't watch it. It's like the first kind of hour is is quite no sorry first say like forty minutes it's quite slow it's only about an hour and a half, um, and then it takes a turn. Okay. Um, and what I would say is that that really hooked me in okay. because you see you see a character in a different light, which mm-hmm. I thought was brilliant. Um, now it takes a bit of time to get there, but what I would say is everyone does a great job in this. Is like it's really there is some emotional scenes in it. There is Bobby Mescal's in it. Yeah, and what I would say, well, I was going to get to that. But, but no, tell me now. <laughs> Paul Mescal's uh, performance in this is like light years better than what you did. In Interesting. Because um, like, I feel like in After Sun, like in After Sun, I don't really even know if he's in it enough to be like, yeah, like a part of that. Well, you know what I mean. But this, he's actually playing a character. Okay. And like, I, I don't want to give it away. But okay, it's just, yeah, don't give know, it away because I haven't seen it. Um, but I, I was just, I, I, it went just when the when the turn happens, it hooked me in, and I just really got on board. With okay, it and I was just like, not blown away, but I was just like, yeah, I like where this is going because it has has a lot to say, not only about maybe Irish society, but like society in general, and how these kind of rural towns where like everyone knows each other can have, you know positive impacts for certain individuals negative impacts like for a, a sort of a protective others. element but then also like a bit. mob element a little bit um really good that way um that's all i'll say but okay. i would absolutely recommend people see this but again just try and understand that that first 40 minutes 40 minutes is a little bit slow but it's probably it, it is worth it okay I, I, this is another one i'd love to get your opinion because maybe i'm completely ah i gotta go watch it no now. you don't need to go watch it but like i get around to it i'm too busy watching italian movies from <laughs> the 80s um yeah i i was again i'm kind of always going into these smaller irish movies with lowered expectations just to be like you know look it's it's in it's relatively independent there's not the kind of starter power we get in the blockbuster movies or whatever but I just thought story-wise was, yeah, there was some heavy stuff in this, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah, if people can go out to see it, support it. It's it's worth the, worth the look. And it uh, the, the one thing I mentioned is, my ma <laughs> won't let me forget this, is... Uh, she was in it? No, no, it's it's filmed in Donegal. Ah, there you go. So uh, if you're ever going to, if you're going to the cinema, just look for the, the Donegal movie, as my ma would say. There you go. Just go right up to the till and be like, yeah. excuse me, the Donegal movie, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's... Do I have anything else to say? Hold on. Um, do you have like hold on sorry I I would say is um, do you have anything no sorry do you have any did you have any interest before this or any interest after no okay no I don't don't know why I didn't I don't know it just I think it it looked I don't know I knew nothing of this it looked sad it got Paul Mescal in it I was kind of like I'll see it I'll wait for that to come to streaming speaking of great streaming movies though yeah. I want to talk about this movie called Tetris my second f- I, I don't know if it's my second favourite it's like between that or A Man Called Otto but I might just give it to this because I had more of a fun time and didn't feel sad so Tetris is a movie about how the licensing agreements and rights to the video game Tetris were achieved um, yeah that's it it's, it's, it, that, this is it it sounds like the most boring premise like how did how did this guy Hank Rogers Hank Rogers get the distribution deals their licensing rights for Tetris on handheld consoles and video games. How do you do that? It might sound like an easy thing to so, do. So, no, sorry. It sounds a little bit like The Founder. Kind of, yeah. But mm-hmm. basically, the prop- what's happened is, so this guy, 
who created Tetris, a man whose name I don't know, because again, I don't remember anything, uh, made the game in in Soviet Union at the time, Communist Soviet Union, and sold it or distributed it through uh, Soviet Union and eventually it found its way out. Yeah. And one guy bought the rights to it for like 10, 10 grand effectively. Yeah. And this British company basically abused those rights and sold them off to other people for different regions and such like that and were making a load of money off it. But Hank Rogers comes along played by Taron Egerton and realises that the, J- the Japanese market hasn't been bought up yet. So he buys, so he is a man down as luck. He, he has a video game um company in japan this is his last shot he's mortgaged the house he's literally his house is riding on this deal working out and he buys um the the video game and console rights for tetris in japan but then he realizes that um that money is not going to come as quickly and as fast as he thought so he has to try and find another way and then all of a sudden nintendo lets on that they are creating a handheld console and because that's a new the game boy yeah and because that's a new type of rights he has to go to that British company who have to go to that in-between man who have to go to Russia. But when they've all realised that there's money to be made here, it's a race between all three to see who can get the rights first. Uh, so they all have to go to Soviet, Soviet, uh, Soviet Russia, Soviet Union and try and get the rights off this guy. However... And um, to just go to go willy nilly into the Soviet Union 1980s yeah. uh, is not an easy task, and especially when the government are very aware of letting their personal or not that letting their sort of proprietary information get outside the um, get outside the Soviet Union. So Hank Rogers is up against this British firm. He's up against this sort of um, indescript uh, European man that Toby Jones plays, but also against the KGB to try and get the rights to Tetris. It is a fun spy thriller. Uh, about a video game it's got some really interesting really funny comedy surprisingly <clears throat> for a movie that seems quite dull and dark and my favourite thing about this movie is the score because it remixes the Tetris theme and I was singing it and humming it all day David um, yeah it's a really fun time it's on Apple TV Plus it's it's just a lot of fun it's produced by the same people who did um, Eddie the Eagle and Rocketman Marv is the name of the company and then also it's directed by the guy who did Stan and Ollie a movie I have not seen but I've heard good things about very good can't wait to see it yeah. Any questions? No. Taron Edgerton, good. He's very good. Uh, I would say, yeah, it's it's the it's he just loves playing real life people. His yeah. his American accent is very. I'm an American accent man. And I, oh yeah, one thing that probably doesn't sit entirely great with me is that he plays a guy Hank Rogers who is like Dutch. Are you saying that weird? No, Hank H E N K. Oh wow. Okay. Um, who is of uh, he's a Dutch. He, he's from he's he's from um, what you call Holland but is raised in America however I feel like his parents are Indonesian in that he looks Indonesian the real life guy oh, okay. but Taron Edgerton is playing him yeah. and it doesn't like sit with you yeah. in the sense that you know there's one thing for this guy to be like I'm an American how hard is it for me to get around Soviet Union is like one thing but then also you know as a person of colour yeah. who's an American getting like that's another layer of difficulty yeah. that I think the movie somewhat glossed over in a way uh, which is a bit unfortunate but um even the character of Hank Rogers is such a, he's such a cowboy. He's such a chancer. Yeah. Like he goes over on a tourist, a tourist visa because yeah. he goes, ah, getting a, getting a business one's going to take too long. Yeah. And he just walks into the Soviet Union, like that government being like, Hey, I'm just looking to buy Tetris here. <laughs> How do I go get Tetris? <laughs> and it's all about, and it's a nice story as well about the guy who invented Tetris. Cause you know, he doesn't, he doesn't profit from this yeah. at all because he's not allowed to profit yeah. from it. But, um, he just wants to, um, bring the joy of Tetris to the world yeah. it is a bit cheesy sometimes where it's like look at how Tetris can unite the world it's a bit <laughs> by building a wall yeah it's a bit like bullshit like that yeah. but um yeah 
I had a fun time with it, David. I'd highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I need someone else to watch it because no one else I know has watched it. And I feel like I could be talking shit, but I had fun. I'll watch it. Let's see, there see you what I think. But that's um, that's March. March, David. How many movies was that? That was eight. Eight. Yeah, it was a lot. Mm. Probably could have cut Shazam. <laughs> we should do a new segment called like. Muck. <laughs> yeah, blatant muck. We just like, yeah, because no one's going to see Shazam. If they haven't seen Shazam, they're not going to see Shazam by now. Mm, yeah, I suppose. There you go. Uh, Shall we talk about what's coming out in April? Yeah, I have it up here, yeah. Okay, well, we got first up, out on next Wednesday, or tomorrow. The podcast is coming out Tuesday, David. Oh, sorry. Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, is it? it works. Uh, yeah. uh, Air, David. Yeah. Sonny Vaccaro and Nike pursue a basketball rookie and Michael Jordan creating a partnership that revolutionizes the world of sports and contemporary culture. It's got Matt Dimon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, uh, oh, the guy from Russia. Arrested or, Development. Oh, Jason Bateman. Uh, Chris Tucker. It looks awful, but apparently is reviewing quite well. I don't know. I feel like this could be a thing that it's like in America it does well because it's like it's like almost a touchstone in America the whole Air Jordan yeah. you know sneaker and it's like I feel like Michael Jordan has such a big influence in that culture might not might not translate well I don't see know. it could be a case of like a Le Mans 66 kind yeah of thing. it could be like a Ford v Ferrari maybe you're... yeah I don't know but it looks fine I, I want Ben Affleck to have a good life and be happy yeah. so if that yeah. means I go see this and enjoy it then yeah. so be it yeah uh, then we've got this Super Mario Bros. movie coming out the same day. It's all about the plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> plumbers. I re- Oh, tune in next week, guys. John's coming on to do Super Mario Bros. Oh, from nice. 1993. How'd that go? Not... Oh, well, we had a fun time. The movie's garbage, though. No one yeah. should watch it. So if that if this movie's better than that, we're, we're on the right track as a society. Did you see it's 80... Oh, it's 130 minutes, I thought. No, the 130 minutes. Sorry, 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 it's an hour and 30, sorry. Uh, yeah, 90 minutes. Like, oh, it's that? it's in the max screen four times a day. Love it. They're like, I literally think they've just like cut it down to like maximise profit. Love it. Uh-huh. It's great. I'm looking forward to it. It looks very fun. Yeah. And for good, hours. good. Good voice cast. Voice cast, yeah. Uh, illumination animation or entertainment. They yeah. do good animation. So it is the same people that did Minions. Sonic. No. No, so they're... Sonic was Paramount. Paramount, okay. That's interesting. They won't be able to cross over that. Well, Sonic is Sega. Oh, fuck yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm a, I'm a doofus. Yeah, you are doofus. You're not as big as a nerd as I am. I, Although got, all, I got all those Dungeons and Dragons references. Do they not fight in like... The Olympics? Yeah, they did. No, not in the Olympics, but do they not fight in Super Smash Bros? No. Yeah, that's all... Oh, maybe maybe Nintendo owns Sega now. Yeah, I would have... No, I don't know. It, it, it's well from my head. Yeah, there you go. Uh, then on the... Only two days after Sonic the Hedgehog, David, we've got The Pope's Exorcist. It's just a movie of Russell Crowe. I don't think I'm going to watch it, but no, it, I needed not. something for the 7th of March. Okay. Uh, 7th of April. Seven, oh, 7th of April, yeah. These are... I have March written down here. Uh, then the next week, week we've got Renfield. So mm. it's having grown sick and tired of his centuries as Dracula's lackey. Renfield finds a new lease on life and maybe even redemption when he falls for feisty per, that's a word I don't know angry traffic cop Rebecca Quincy it's got Nicholas Holt and it's got Nicholas Cage it's Nick and Nick and Aquafina and Aquafina is she in that? yeah that's the cop oh is that the cop? <laughs> is that the feisty word I can't pronounce angry yeah. traffic cop very good Yeah. is she playing Aquafina or a character? I don't know I can't read her there we go uh, uh, this could be good or bad I, I don't know is mm-hmm. it Phil Lord and Chris Miller did I make that up in my head? are they producing it? 
Chris Lord and Phil Miller. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Sorry, I I actually don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks silly. Chris McKay, he did no. like a Batman yeah, movie. Yeah. I knew there was something, something. back to Lego. <laughs> I knew. Yeah. Um, it, oh, um, he did the Tomorrow War. Remember that movie? Ugh. Yeah. I'm saying it's seeing here. It's 16 and it's 93 minutes. Love. It was going to be great. All these 90 minute movies. Yeah. My God. Fun times ahead. Yeah. Uh, then the next week, 21st of April, we've got Evil Dead Rise. You've seen the trailer for Looks this. so scary, David. I'm so, so scared. Scary. I'm not watching that. I'm actually, oh look, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm nine feet tall, okay? I'm, <laughs> I've got muscles for days. You don't want to fuck with me. I'm not watching Evil Dead Rise. It gives me the spooks. This, this comes out on my ma's birthday, so. We're not, I don't, we're busy. We're going to give your man birthday cake because this looks so scary. This is like the, the Evil Dead franchise. Every time this trailer comes on, I get so spooked. Yeah, it came on during uh, Scream. Yeah. I would, no, I did not enjoy that. Like, how can something look that scary? Oh, in the trailer. In the nah, trailer. I'm so spooked. I'm so spooked by uh, that. I'm not sitting through that. No. And we, our favourite type of horror movie, and that's from people who don't love horror, is the one where it's like the anticipation or tension, like in Barbarian yeah. somewhat, in Smile. This just looks like scary, scary. Yeah. I'm too spooked, David. No, I don't like I've got it. the heebie-jeebies. It's no. the scariest Halloween ever. I don't. I'm not. We're not seeing it. Uh, <laughs> but do let us know. We should, we, should, we should book. We should, we should tell Lily and Kira we're going. <laughs> <I'll> go. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the only reason those seats are empty is just a weird glitch. <laughs> Uh, it says two sisters find an ancient book that gives birth to a blood to bloodthirsty demons that run amok in Los Angeles apartment building and thrust thrust them into a prime primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Fucking too right no too scared yeah, too spooked for that uh, we've then got uh, the next week after that we've got a movie called Are You There God it's me Margaret when a when her family moves from the city to the suburbs 11 year old Margaret navigates new friends feelings and the beginning of adolescence the only reason this is on my list is because it's the same director and writer of a movie I watched recently that I had a good time of The Edge of Seventeen this says it's coming out 19th of May oh no have I got this wrong this is every time I write these notes Hollywood likes to play a little prank on me no see this is the Irish release date so maybe it's coming out oh maybe I got that wrong well then we'll talk about it next week then or next month next month anyway and then we've got another shit movie then which I assume is going to be shit which is Peter Pan and Wendy is this Disney Plus Disney Plus uh, I'm not going to watch it muck Uh, it's got Jude Law though as Captain Captain Hook Hook. oh wouldn't it be funny if it was Peter Pan how do you make a Peter Pan movie, David? And you know where I'm going to go with this. What do you mean? How do you not cast two of the littlest, biggest boys in oh, Hollywood yeah, exactly. and not have Tom, Tom Holland, Holland or Timothy Chalamet? Timothy Chalamet? No, make it better, David. You have Tom Holland as Peter Pan and Timothy Chalamet as Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I'm never going to grow old. No, it technically isn't Tinkerbell like mute in the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Timothy Chalamet yeah. <laughs> zipping it for a bit. <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking through the other things here. How to blow up a pipeline. Don't know what that is. Is this your Google search no, history? Ifco. Ifco. Oh, yes. Uh, Cairo Conspiracy. Don't know. Okay. Suzume. No. Don't know. Oh, that's an animated movie, I feel. That was a big thing recently at some event. A Thousand and One. Okay. Don't know. And then last but not least, 28th of April, Polite Society. Yep. 
I don't know. Okay, cool. So you just... I, I don't know what they are. Okay. Okay, well, go check them out. And no, but it, it could be stuff that pops up when, you know, it comes into Omniplex yeah. and we're like, hey, look at this. There you go. Like, yeah, Roy Lane. Imagine if I had said Roy Lane yeah, last we didn't, month. Yeah, we didn't say Roy Lane last month. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we still went for it. We went to see it anyway. Yeah. So what was the point? <laughs> um, speaking of the point, David, thank you so much for doing this podcast again. Another one in the books. There you go. Thanks. No bottom at all. I want to say thank you to you, the everyone who's listened to this and all the other ones. If you'd like to keep up to date with the podcast, you can follow at Reading the Peers on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You can follow either of us on Letterboxd with the links in the description. If you'd like to contact the, the uh, podcast, you can email readingthepeers at gmail.com. Let us know if you've seen any of these movies or what you're planning to go see. Um, if you're going to see Polite Society, let us know. I'm going to look that movie up. And uh, you can subscribe and follow on your favourite podcasting platforms such as Spotify and Apple. And that's about it, I think. Um, David, we, we have a Dungeons and Dragons tournament to get to. We do? Yeah, we do. Have, uh, have you decided your character name yet? Um, Frigor the Magnificent. Mine is Navin Native Actor Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I'm a paladin and... Uh, What's a paladin? Palindrome? I'm a palindrome, David. What are you, an isosceles triangle? You big... No, you wouldn't be because you're a big square. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>